Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. And I'm Colin. No, you're not. Caleb and Colin aren't here. You're Sasha. You're Shane. What the hell, guys? We rehearsed this like eight times. Oh, my God. This is what I get for changing things up. Damn it. You wrote the script. ever wake up and just think the world is a completely different place like you just don't know anybody anymore and uh you're in the same place you're doing the same things but it's just different faces and it's just deja vu but not quite you don't remember morpheus giving you two pills or anything and it's just it's just weird man that that's 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 life wait who are you yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so this is the first time i think since Since they joined that Caleb and Colin aren't here. Yeah, I don't know who those people are. (laughs) Well, I watch the Liverpool game, so I feel like I'm I am I am Caleb, so (laughs) (laughs) and I don't like Northern Ireland, so I'm pretty much Colin. (laughs) See, I I I was gonna my my first impulse at a question was to ask you guys which which character, which of them you were gonna like cosplay as, but now that you've taken that away from me, I gotta ask you a different question, which is um so Podcasts frequently change their hosts, right? Like, there are, you know, you start listening to a pod, you're about 300 episodes in, and suddenly the host is gone, and there's a new pod. And and the feeling's different, and suddenly the voice you've been accustomed to hearing once or twice a week is gone, and there's some other loser in their place, and it just sucks, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean... I, I don't think so. I, I, I like change. Change is good. Uh, I like you to- voted for Obama, didn't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. So the, I, my question is actually going to be: When that change happens, which is your favorite podcast, you guys, that has changed its hosts and become better? And I will give you guys a reprieve because this is the first time you're here together. So you need a second to think about my weird question. I'm I'm going to answer this first myself, which is Football Weekly, Guardian Football Weekly. Went from James Richardson to Max Rushton. At first, I was like, James Richardson is Guardian Football Weekly. He's been there for years and years and years. He started the pod. Like, who is this Rushton guy? He sucks. And then now I sit back there and it's, to me, it's the much better pod uh, between Football Weekly and James Richardson's new pod. I like Max Rushton really well. I like the energy he's brought to Football Weekly. So I'd say that one has got way better with the change. So what do you guys think? Do you know a pod that's got better with new hosts? I think the obvious answer is this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that comes from my that opinion comes from the fact that I listen to very few pods. I'm listen, I'm busy listening to Susie and the Banshees while I'm sitting at my desk. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it, man. Pandering is great. Shane? Um I I got really nothing. There's mostly like I listen to a lot of uh, Ringer content and the Ringer NBA show. They have two hosts and I can't think of their names right now, but I listen to whenever they are together. But everyone else I'm kind of mad, so I only listen to when I see their names in the description. Okay, so th- there are gonna be people you're saying this week who see you guys and they're like, "Oh man, this is gonna be awesome! We're gonna listen to this episode instead of hitting skip." Uh, I, I hope so. Uh, I mean, if if you love Caleb and Colin, I will tell you, I will bring their spirit here because I love Arsenal and I've been loving watching Liverpool play. So if that's what you come for. I will bring it. Do you think Caleb's dad will still listen to this episode, or do you think he'll skip this one since Caleb? Uh, he'll listen for me. Um, there you go. Okay. Yeah, I knew there was a reason you were here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move bring into the first. Viewers. 
segment of this podcast called The Championship. But The Championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. First up, no NWSL news this week because there weren't any games. They're on break. T players are off with the USWNT Victory Tour, Euro 2021 qualifying, a um, couple of other tournaments out there. But I do want to take a second to take a look at the NWSL table here real quick. Thorns currently running away with it and have a majority of their future games at home because, of course, Providence Park under construction at the start of the season. So... On the one hand, you think, okay, kind of probably a lock for second, first or second place. But um, North Carolina North Carolina Courage. There you go. Two, thanks. Uh, two games in hand for them. So uh, a chance that they can top the Thorns for that first spot. Red Stars currently in third with 29 points. Uh, on their heels are the Royals and the Rain with uh, game in hand and 28 and 27 points respectively. Respectively. So, and respectively as well, I would say. So, <laughs> so that, that's kind of what it's looking like. Um, okay, guys, between the Thorns and the Courage, do you have a pick for the Shield winner? I think it's going to be Thorns. Yeah. Um, courage. They're, everyone's coming back. Everyone's getting healthy. It's the, it's the easy pick. Um, they're the best team in the NWSL. My oh. girl, Lindsay Horam, though, plays for the Thorns, and I believe in her. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, oh, being a homer is perfectly acceptable on this podcast, and I appreciate that. So let, let's just go with the thorns, okay? <laughs> All right, well, um, we'll get back to NWSL news next week when uh, the teams come back. It's time now to talk about Major League Soccer allocation money. You know, anybody? No, nothing, nothing on allocation money. Okay, I don't, I don't understand how any of it works. I thank you. Me you know, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've read about it like 20 times. Why? Didn't Why stick. would you do that? Did you need to sleep? Like insomnia? I do that I just wanted too. to know what our money for Christian Ramirez was, what what that money actually was, and I still don't know. No. And um, now we didn't get to see him play yesterday when Minnesota played LA because now he's at Houston. Yeah. <sighs> Are we playing Houston coming up? Yeah, we, we got him. Yeah, coming, coming, yeah, coming up. So uh, we do, two weeks? Yeah. So we do get to see him... Uh, play which is nice maybe and uh maybe. <laughs> we'll see oh, 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 oh. we'll see you'll uh, he'll, he'll be too busy drinking with wyset blackheart oh uh, yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> that would be great though if you're just there after the game of blackheart and christian ramirez shows up like you know i don't care if we win or lose i'd be happy about that but anyway let's oh, yeah. let's first talk about montreal and vancouver montreal's first um win in quite a bit they'd fired remy guard uh, by the way, recently, and hired Wilmer Cabrera. Kind of a shock move. Nobody saw it coming. Because guards' results weren't that bad. It's just their recent form. I feel like they, they've they been dropping too many games, and maybe there's some other factors, but you know, it I worked mean, for this game, at least. Yeah, it's true. I guess, I guess in the... In, the nine games leading up to the firing, they'd only won one. So, okay, all right, fine. Guard maybe hadn't got them. But they were not, like, completely out of the playoff picture or anything like that. And Cabrera hadn't exactly been doing great with Houston when he got fired. So, anyway, very strange. It kind of smacked of, like, well, Cabrera's there and he's the best replacement. And this guy's contract negotiations aren't going well. So, let's just, you know, do it. But, hey, let's getting back to the game. Montreal beating Vancouver 2-1. Uh, the interesting thing here was that there was a penalty... 
called when Samuel Piet took um, someone down in the box. Jordi Reyna scores the... Uh, well, he takes the penalty. Evan Bush saves it. Yep. Ricketts knocks in the goal. Yeah, easy, easy goal. Ball was right in front of the net, and he was first off the line off that penalty. Yeah, and, and everyone's happy, except the referee calls it back because Evan Bush got off his line too early. It's, and it's almost like there should be advantage for penalties. Yeah. That 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 should have been a goal. Because yeah, the he Rhea takes it again and he puts it in the same spot. Bush dives the same way again. This time it goes out of bounds. Yeah, and no goal. No goal. Yeah, crazy stuff. If you're hearing a racket earlier, it's because my fan that was sitting above us giving us some nice cooling was making a noise. So we just stopped the pod there for a second and I turned the fan off. So hopefully no more noise unless I decide to go later in the podcast. But okay, so getting back to it, Montreal getting very lucky um, because of that that goal getting called off because otherwise this could have been a tie. And uh, anyway, moving on to the other results. New York Red Bulls playing Colorado Rapids. Rapids winning 2-0. What, what's a second-to-last place Western team beating a fifth-place Eastern team? I mean, that kind of like holds with the, with the argument that the West has always been better than the East. Like, I, and I guess the plague is stronger in New York. I don't know. I, that, that could be because Colorado, I, this was first of all. First, first game in charge for Robin Frazier, new coach in Colorado, uh, notable in the fact that he's one of the very few black coaches uh, coaching top division sides worldwide. This is a problem. And so fantastic to see Colorado um, having Robin Frazier in charge. Uh, but we, we got to ask this question, which is kind of a joke. It was supposed to be a joke, but is it a joke anymore? Which is, guys, are Colorado good? They're good at countering. Um, they're fast and maybe that's what they will, they'll use and maybe they'll be better. I don't know if I'm going to call them good. No, they're not. They're not good. The West is good and they bring up the level of play and they go up against Easter teams and like teams, yeah. Eastern teams that will be in playoffs. I'll take it. I'll take it. That I'll, I'll maintain my fragile consciousness of Colorado not being good by using your rationalization <laughs> there. I'll run with it. This was Tim Howard's. Final game in New Jersey, though, kind of like a quote-unquote home game. So uh, prior to his retirement, uh, Jonathan Lewis scores on a break uh, to get Colorado. BWP, he got hit, and he was just lying on the ground. They didn't care. Yeah, just Lewis just goes, gets his goal uh, on the counter, and he scores again in the dying minutes to, to finish it off. Luis Robles, though, insane in this game. He kept it from being a 6-0 game. It, it, he was all over and the two that he missed they're not really his fault his defense was just slow on the counters let's uh talk about columbus playing uh chicago fire and by the way caleb and colin i will have you know that the notes say col over here uh oh and uh i got it right this is i used to screw this up so much for like the first year that we did we called soccer and i didn't this time so i had to point it out so crew won chicago fire won and um, Pedro Santos puts Columbus up in the 27th minute with a 25-yard shot. And Chicago ties it up in the dying minutes. 94th minute equalizer, y'all. I mean, it was just a... It was great for them to come back. That should have been Columbus's game. They shouldn't be losing points to Chicago. At home. 
Frankowski getting the equalizer off an Alexander Katai cross. Katai again proving to be essential to Chicago. Montreal came up against DC United. DC scoring three goals against the impact. Uh, first thing we should note about this is that Rooney didn't start after his Falcon punch last week. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm calling it. Cause like, I think that was it. It was a set piece and like Rooney just straight up punches this guy. <laughs> I was like, well, what's happening? I mean, this is like the dark arts from the days before VAR, but dude, the, the ref can like review it even if he doesn't see it. So he got suspended and, um, believe that was against Vancouver. There was also an incident where the son, um, published paparazzi photos of Rooney and the Rooney, uh, the Rooney, the Rooney made a statement on the Twitter <laughs> dismissing the salacious claims from the Sun that I won't dignify by by mentioning here. Ola Kamara scoring twice in this game. Now he's got three goals and three appearances since he came back from the Chinese Super League. Uh, I want to mention a quote that he he um, in in his like return news article on MLSsoccer.com, which he said. I actually never watched as much MLS as I did when I was in China. Remember, Ola Kamara played in MLS before going to China in February on a transfer from the Galaxy. He's good at film study. Um, he just, you know, reads up on his opponents, apparently. Just always yeah. right there and ready. I mean, he, he just, I, I'd like to think that he had like a team of assistants who transcribed every game for him because he's like, too much TV watching hurts my eyes. So I got to like read the game, you know, instead of <laughs> watching. Oh, he goes to his left. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. See, it's, 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 you can be one of his new assistants, Shane. Uh, Polly Bubahats gets the goal uh, in between two of Kamara's. Uh, did Kamara have a brace? Is that my using that word um, right? Yes, I, yeah, that I would believe. be two goals. Two goals. Thank you. Two thank goals Kamara, brace. brace. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, new England Revolution played Toronto. This game ending 1-1. And... Um, I just reflected on the fact that at the start of the season, I don't think anybody would have put these two teams in the playoffs, which is where they are right now. About halfway through the season, I went to put either of the teams in the playoffs as well. New England looked like they're dog shit besides beating us. Um, Yeah, I was there. It sucked. (laughs) And Toronto just looks like they've been hung over for two years since winning. They have... New England has one loss... Since uh, let's see here, May. Yeah, that that, that, that tracks. What? I I I don't understand. I guess good coach. I yeah. I guess coaching does matter in this league. Who knew? <laughs> Bruce Arena <laughs> could can do something. Um, Toronto actually has has had kind of a more of a mixed season, but they've. Uh, They've been pulling through the... They've, they've been unbeaten in four, so there you go. And this game, of course, 1-1, so managed to keep that streak going. And um, Philadelphia Union coming back from 1-0 down against Atlanta to win. Badoya suspended in this game thanks to yellow card accumulation, but it did not stop the Union. By the way, Sasha, can you put on the Barry White, please? Thank you. And um, there you go. George Michael's good, too. That's George Michael. Uh, oh. And uh, Union getting almost getting an early goal. Casper, the friendly striker. Shabelko getting a goal called off in the 33rd minute. And then some loser from Atlanta got a goal, but we don't need to talk about that. Uh, Brendan Aronson gets the equalizer in the 61st minute off a great counter. 
and then Atlanta's striker Joseph Martinez misses a point blank shot in an open goal, plants his leg and hurts himself in the process. That was beautiful. I love that. And that that's the Joseph Martinez moment that I'm going to remember from this week. Uh hope you will as well. Uh that, Joseph Martinez uh acting injured is the only way I remember him actually. Yeah, it's true. It's really the the most Atlanta United players. That's the memory that pops into your head when their names are mentioned. Except Pretty Martinez. Him, I remember whacking the chair behind uh, Breck Shea after getting subbed off. <laughs> but uh, Shabilko scores again in the 86th minute to make it 3-1. And, uh, do, you, do you need a moment, Notch? I do. Mostly because I just messed up. Because Shabilko actually uh, passes the ball to El Senio mm-hmm. and uh, gets the 88th minute goal as well to make it 3-1 so beautiful just all around I mm, enjoyed everything about this game can we have more please we can we can do it again we can just keep talking about it this is not the Atlanta United losing podcast (laughs) Uh, we haven't talked about Tuesday yet Uh, do we have to I think we do you want to do that right now let's do that right now let's move into our special segment don't look back in anger. But don't look back in anger. I heard you say. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward. Only forward, because, you know, looking back. Well, kind of have to, because if we only look forward, I don't have a crystal ball, so we can't, mm-hmm. like, talk about games that haven't happened yet and describe them. We only can talk about the games that have happened. Um, the past week was 50-50. Fifty percent bad, fifty percent good. Let's talk about the bad first. U.S. Open Cup final Tuesday. Unless you, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know the result: Atlanta United winning two one. Also, if you listen to this podcast, you know who to blame, and that would be me. I want to apologize to everybody and uh, my claims. Yeah. I clearly cursed us, um, and I think we all felt pretty distraught after after that result. You texted Adrian Heath to make him not play Darwin Quintero. No, 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 that that was not me. So I guess let's pass the blame to the person who in control. It's like a butterfly effect. He he said that, which caused someone to stumble, which caused an errant text to be taken out. And he is the reason why. So so let's talk about that Quintero exclusion from the starting lineup. A lot of has been said about if Quintero started, blah, blah, blah. He's not been on his the top of his game recently. So going into that match, I could see why he was benched. At the same time, it's hard to understand why the leading goal scorer in the tournament and arguably our best player was left off the, the lineup. Best player in terms of pure talent. Yeah. Also, he even if he isn't on the top of his form, he's he's a threat, right? So he he draws more than one defender, and that, that gives you an advantage. That opens up someone else. So why not start him? It, it was mysterious. It was so mysterious that not you didn't hear this, but the announcers the whole game talked to like, why isn't Darwin here? Oh, he'll be in at halftime. Wait, he's not in at halftime. Where is he? Oh, finally, he's coming in. Yeah, wow. <laughs> the whole game that they were talking about him. I didn't get to hear that, of course, because I was in Atlanta and managed to hear all the beautiful piped-in audio in Atlanta Stadium. You can't hear yourself think in that spot, you guys. It's pretty crazy. Like, so much piped-in NFL music at every step. Anything happens, like, brah, 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 and it's just, come on. Did they not have, like, People cheering and chanting. They had a lot of that too. They're very loud in that stadium, which is the the funny thing. They're like you don't you, you don't need this massive volume if you don't need it. Anyway, Gonzalo Perez got the um, goal. Well, it was a Gasper own goal. So fluky. 
Yeah. It was. I will. If, if Gasper is listening, I, d- I doubt he is. I will say, man, like, don't blame yourself for that. Like, I, yeah. I think he, I think he picked it back up and he kept his head in the game. But you could see that how much it hurt him personally when that went in. Like, and and, and then Vito got a hand to it too. Right. So, like, you have to understand, like, if that hadn't taken the weird deflection, like, yeah, could have been a different game. But yeah. it, you, giving up a goal in the was it ninth minute? Ugh, it just yeah. it brought back uh Bad, uh, bad memories. And I'll tell you what, uh, I was texting uh, a friend of the pod, Caleb, and what Ooh, he said. Of- <laughs> <laughs> this is his text. Fuck, 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 fuck. My response, I hate Sasha. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's understandable. I, I think, we'll, we'll comment on this later, we found the, the way to uh, balance this out and get the winning algorithm. Let, let's 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 just end the chat about this open cup game because I think if everyone knows that uh, every, every all the other stuff that happened, and I'll just remind you though that Gonzalo Pires did get a red card for a second yellow, which was really funny. He grabbed Molino. Um, uh, Lude his first goal for Minnesota United that off was nice. the post. That was nice, and yeah. that's that's how we opened up the second half. And this is my last thing I'll say about it. It felt like a tale of two halves because second half it was all Atlanta. And second half, we came out, and and it, what hurts the most is the fact that we came out and we looked like a team that could have fucking beat them. Yeah, but, you know, we could have we could have taken extra time. And I'm not gonna boxel blaming himself for missing the point blank shot in the end and kind of feeling very responsible for everything based on Twitter tweet. Uh, no, thank you, Mr. Boxel. You weren't responsible. I think it was an enti- for better or for worse, it was an entire team thing that happened out there. You can't. It, there wasn't just one opportunity. Yeah. There were others. Anyway, he was great on defense the whole time. Yeah. I don't blame exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's move on and talk about LAFC versus Minnesota United. Just last night, we saw Minnesota United pulling the 2-0 result. Lots of tweet afterwards, especially from a few people working for the team. <laughs> How about that Adrian Heath guy? Guess he's pretty good, huh? Guess we should give him like a three-year contract extension, don't you know? Uh, the six-year plan? Right? Yeah. What do you guys think? Like Adrian Heath, master coach, Jose Mourinho... Watch out, Adrian Heath's now in charge. Uh, uh, no, no, he's he's still a below average coach in the MLS and probably good USL coach. Heath doesn't inspire confidence, me. Yeah, like if you watch that game, it was Ike who's inspiring confidence. Okay, okay, yeah. I did not mean to go off and start bagging <laughs> on Heath that much yet, because this was a good result. We don't need to like. Delve into the <laughs> trash can when we have a good week. <laughs> Pulling a result against LAFC at home is great. Um, Mason Toys 2, incredible goals. That second one, I jumped up on the bar chair and just pulling my hair out it was so good and that should be goal of the week i mean there are other there are goals that look good this week definitely not that loser from atlanta i don't know how that made it but toy's second goal like what a banger it was amazing unbelievable foot oh god just curl it yeah no one would believe the fact that he's not left footed after both those goals so the the loons started bunkering down um right and and parked the bus and i don't think their defense was bad because we saw some unbelievable defensive plays from Common, from Boxel, from Opara. Um, interestingly, no defenders in the on the substitute bench. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't bring in Wyatt. Wyatt should have come in from Madison. Manly? I mean, I know he's Manly, not the but... greatest in the world, but like, have one of them on there. Because no Gasper in the lineup, no Ozzy in the lineup. He looks slow in the U.S. Open Cup game, Ozzy Alonso. And so... Um, probably still carrying a knock and was left off. Angelo Rodriguez, in, interestingly, on the bench, um, but not brought on. The first sub was um, 
uh, Molino brought in for Quintero, who was hurt, yeah. uh, and then Dalari coming on later. But um, and and there were a lot of questions being asked: Why isn't Adrian Heath making a sub? Why isn't he making a sub? I think the second sub, first non-injury sub, was made in I think the 86th minute or something like that. Who are you gonna bring in? I mean, you could bring in Miguel from Moimbe, maybe, but that's I I don't know there if I do that. That was the only sub that I could actually see happening. The rest of them, Finley, he's not a defensive presence really. And who did you bring him in for? Metinair? Right. That's a silly substitution. I disagree with that. I think you're in that situation. We got 30 minutes left. You bring in Finley, and he's just going to run it to the corner constantly. And your best your best defense is the offense right there. Just force them to play in their third instead of what happened, which was 40 minutes of them playing in our third. Dancing around the top of our box. Like, Vito's a god, but, like, he can't save everything. And we're lucky we got the result. He played out of his mind. It was a crime that Vito Manone couldn't be voted for man of the match because he was. Because, again, despite our defense being amazing, they let in a bunch of shots on goal. And if it was, like you just said, if it wasn't for Vito, that would not have been the result that we had. So... I think I'm very happy. I'm proud of our team. You know, good going guys, blah, blah, blah. But let's not pretend like this was some sort of tactical yeah. masterclass where we completely destroyed LAFC, who, by the way, were without Carlos Vela. With Vela, Vela oh. gets past Vito. Yeah, that was, it would be a different game. I don't think we win if Vela's on the field. Yeah, I think we'd get away with maybe a point. I mean, I I wouldn't go that far because we, we did, I mean, anyway. Who knows? It's sure. all hypothetical. Yes, but there we go. Yeah. Let me get that crystal ball out here. <laughs> so, okay. Well, anyway, um, moving back to talking about uh, MLS, let's talk about Seattle Sounders who played LA Galaxy in a 4-3 thriller. The Galaxy, of course, coming into this game on the back of a 3-3 L Trafico tie against LAFC. And, uh, and Seattle coming off of a Cascadia win in Portland. So they're feeling strong. And I think... They finally figured out the algorithm of like, well, if we're going to be giving up goals, the key to winning is just score one more. 4-3. Seattle wins 4-3. Seven goals. Holy crap. All in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> what? But the first half was just a fiesta of missed opportunities and missed goals. And the second half was them scoring all the, the missed opportunities from the first half. So the, the first half was just warm up. Like and then second half was like okay now it's real boom 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 yeah I don't know I was I was making cookies and my fiance was uh, <laughs> she was watching the game like how did he miss that what is happening how were the cookies they're delicious they're you didn't delicious. bring any for us no no what the hell man first Caleb stiff Sasha on burgers now you stiff him on cookies like what the hell and you offered me mac and cheese that you didn't bring earlier so it's just like what the hell dude. All this food, apparently your just house is like full of food and you don't share. Yeah, I, I'm going to bring them to my coworkers. All right, I, I guess. Mean, I spend a little more time with them than you guys, unless I become a little bit more regular. Uh, okay, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see, okay? Let's not, let's not negotiate a contract on, uh, on the air. Otherwise, I might fire you and bring in Vilmer Cabrera, okay? So. I will say who is getting cookies is Christian Roldan after getting the brace. Uh, he also wait, got, wait, wait, that's two goals. That is two goals. Thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, he got it one in the 55th in one minute. Game, one game, one brace is two goals in one game. Two goals in one game, correct. Okay, thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he also got the late game winner in the 89th minute. And, uh, ah, you know, damn, getting hot when you need to. And uh, him and J-Mo have always had chemistry, so it's good to see him start scoring again. 
Jordan Morris had, by the way, speaking of, of, of JMO, had a beautiful break in this game and a great goal. Also, Polenta making an unbelievable park to Jurgen Skelvik for Jurgen Skelvik's first goal uh, in the league for LA. And this was just beautiful goals all around. And, and to see the late finish the way it did, oof. Yeah. Go, go watch the second half on, on replay. It's worth it. Uh, Dallas, FC Dallas coming up against Cincinnati, crushing Cincinnati's hopes of getting into the playoffs. Cincinnati now mathematically eliminated from playoff contention after losing 3-1 to Dallas. Yeah. Are they the worst team in MLS history? Yes, I'm going to say yes. No, otherwise, yeah. the, otherwise, the answer is Minnesota. I'm not gonna, although there's that one Shivas team which no, was like, arguably yeah. worse. When we so. talked about that, I, I thought back and I was like, yeah, it wasn't all that golden for Shivas in the last oh. season. <laughs> um, but uh, Hollingshead opening the scoring, Barrios and Andrzej getting two more. Um, since he got a goal off a very cheap penalty. I mean, Reggie Cannon kind of slightly clipping the back of Roland Lamar's leg and uh, conceding the very, penalty. Very, very weak penalty. I've uh, That was like a 75-25. 75% of the time, it's not a penalty. I um, And then uh, you had the most probably interesting thing that happened in this game, according to me as a neutral, was Kakuda Manning getting sent off in the 75th minute. A foul's been called because another Cincinnati player, like, I think I think he's, he put an arm out and nearly hit a Dallas player in the face or something like that. As the referee is moving towards the area the foul occurred in, Mane grabs Brian Acosta with the face and pushes him down. What? He was inspired by the Wayne Rooney Falcon Punch. I was going to say, like, okay, MMA, Kakuna Mane versus Wayne Rooney. Mane only gets to push, Rooney only gets to punch. Well, that's unfair, but also Rooney would win anyway because he's, he's an English guy and they know how to brawl. Yeah, yeah, you think so? Okay, definitely. Uh, right, we'll, we'll, give well I mean, if you're from Manchester, you probably know how to fight in the streets. Isn't he from Liverpool? Oh, he is. Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb has left the chat. Oh, although he's an Everton player. Yeah, so. I was about to say he played for Everton. <laughs> yeah. So and Manchester United. So maybe Caleb has come back into the chat. All right. Uh, talking about SKC playing Houston. SKC getting the one nil win. Um, I guess this answers the question, if both teams don't have defense, who's better in the West? Kansas City. They got barbecue. I mean, I, okay, 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 okay. Let's talk about this, though. Texas Dry Rub versus Kansas uh, Barbecue. Kansas Barbecue. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't like Dry Rub in general. No? No. Shane? Uh, uh, Texas Dry Rub. It's, it's so good. Ah, oh, shit. I gotta be the tiebreaker. Damn. You know... It's it's hard because the Texas like smokehouses where you go and there's this big shack and you can get like 30 pounds of meat on a tray and, are fantastic. But at the same time, Arthur Bryant's in Kansas City is so good with their burnt ends. So I'm I'm really stuck, guys. I can't I can't do it. I guess I guess if you're listening to this on Twitter, tell us which you prefer. OK, break the deadlock. I want to know which is the better barbecue. He doesn't want to pick a favorite right now because, you know, you'll break one of our hearts. I know. Yeah. You guys are just I mean, you know, first time together on the pod. I don't want to like play favorites. You know what I'm saying? It's a balancing act. Right. You know, it's a balancing act. But speaking of uh, Kansas City barbecue before the Kansas City game on ESPN, their hosts were doing really cheesy stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the hosts went to a Kansas City barbecue and he got barbecue. And then he proceeded to put ketchup on the barbecue. And the waitress looked at him with disgust. I mean, there's a special ring in hell reserved for people like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. This is ESPN's pregame for uh, Minnesota versus SKC. I know. I've been skipping games uh, pregame for a reason. Uh, Vancouver played New York City FC. Uh, New York City. By the way, Johnny Russell getting that one goal for SKC. But moving on. New York City FC scoring three against Vancouver. Vancouver have now been eliminated from playoff uh, contention. New York City FC have clinched the playoffs along with the Union uh, that, by the way, happening thanks to San Jose beating Orlando later on. That was the result that clinched the playoffs for the Union and NYCFC. And Nani? <laughs> Dude, you can't do that like that. You know, I got to react in like split second time. I wasn't prepared over there. Um, but Jordi uh, Duena getting the consolation goal for Vancouver. Hebert and Gary Mackay-Steven, who got his first MLS goal, by the way. And Alexander Mitritsa. Getting the three goals for New York City. Portland playing RSL. The Timbers getting a 1-0 win. Diego Valeri, shared face, yeah or nay? Yeah. I mean, I think it really doesn't matter what kind of facial hair he has as a person who just shaved my face. And he he continues to score all those beautiful goals. Uh, Despite the fact that I hate the Timbers, I recognize skill and Valeri has it. Game recognized (laughs) game, right? Naturally. Valeri knocking in a cannonball from range. Uh, to to get the the lone goal. Oh, by the way, Renzo Zambrano gets subbed in. Thirteen minutes later, commits a foul, which you know, bad enough that you're committing a foul right outside the box, right on the top of the box. And right. Walks over the ref, gives him a little shove. Yeah, like he's making his case and gives him a little push. Ah, uh, you know me. Like whenever I I'm in the frequent times that I'm in court getting getting sued or whatever, I walk up to the judge. I'm like. Bam! <laughs> like, you know, always works. You know, every I, I, time. I definitely know the judges listen to your appeal when you grab both of them. Like, you grab them with both, both of your hands. Just shake them. <laughs> just shake, shake them. The judge. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's just <laughs> Russian court. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just can't do that. No! No. no. You just no. can't do that. It, it made no sense. And right away, red card, reach right for It's like, yeah. Nima Sagafi, the ref, looked like he was looking for, like, the, you know, the Thanos glove so he could just, like, click it and, like, get Zambrano, like, <laughs> vaporize him right there. But uh, anyway, 13 beautiful minutes with a red card. Fantastic, Renzo Zambrano. As I mentioned before, San Jose beat Orlando. That score, 3-0. Two of those goals coming from Caleb's favorite player, Chris Wondolowski, who extends his... Um, MLS all-time top leading scorer uh, standing. Uh, Magnus Eriksson also opens the scoring four minutes in for the first goal for the for the earthquakes. They're getting scarier and scarier each game. Yeah. By the way, at halftime, the commentators were like, Orlando City has made a couple of changes. And then the next highlight that the highlights showed was the game ending. So... <laughs> and that's <laughs> all you so need well. to know. Yep. A uh, little bit of transfer news. Nashville has signed Hani Mukhtar as their first designated player. They traded for the rights using some of the previously mentioned allocation money. GAM, I believe it was. General allocation money sent over to Seattle for the rights to Mukhtar. So, and... Uh, as Abba said, honey, 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 right? No, okay. That, no, okay. I won't try that again. No more Abba no, references no, no, from me. Not a fan. Disco. Okay. <laughs> uh, we did not earlier mention Minnesota's international call ups, which is fucking cool because Hassani Dotson and Mason Toy are going to the US U23s. What? Yeah, I was so surprised. It was ridiculous, and I'm very excited for both of them. It's amazing. 
It should be a good game against Japan. I'm excited for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It should be great. I really, really want them both to suit up and score. And if we can have two U.S. players who've been drafted by us, guys, how cool would that be? It, amazing. My only thing is, where are they going to play Dotson? You know, from all of these many U23 games that I have watched, <laughs> you know, I just, every day I walk in the house, there's always one playing. Like, uh, you know, I walk in the house, all the, like, pictures on the wall just change to US U23 just, replays. <laughs> I, um, I think it doesn't matter where you play. You just put him on the poster because yeah. that guy has a smile that could charm there anyone. You go. There That's where we play him. He's the poster boy. Uh, other people getting called up from the loons are Lud, Schuler, Gregish. And Molino, all of them will be gone while MLS is on break, or at least we are. So uh, we're not uh, we're not missing any of our players. Whew. Okay, um, really quick, FC Dallas are sending twelve players for national team. A ridiculous amount. Yeah. Ooh, oof. All right. With that, let's take a break. We shall return with more. We call it soccer in just a few minutes. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Caleb and Colin still not here. Uh, thought they might join us at halftime, um, but unlike Orlando City, we're not making any changes. So we'll have a better second half than they did. <laughs> All right, uh, first segment for our second half of our show, Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound-canceling headphones, and study the latest from the U.S. lower league, some USL championship news. First off, from ex-pod host Jeff Reuter, Real Monarchs have traded Joseph Okumu to Swedish D1 club IF Elfsberg, and he went for $200,000 in a base transfer fee, plus another six figures of performance escalators and a sell-on percentage. So this is a record transfer for USL uh, the Real Monarchs have uh, done. So incredible. Good stuff. Cool to see uh, Okumu head on to bigger and better things. Speaking of uh, records, Phoenix Rising have 17 straight wins and are heading to the playoffs in the, in the championship. Woof. That's, that's incredible in any league. Like... I- I think at this point you just changed the name of the team from Phoenix <laughs> Rising to Phoenix Risen. I don't think there's anywhere to go from there, you know. So, uh, USL also has a new TV deal. Uh, it'll see, quote-unquote, a three-fold rise in the number of games televised annually on ESPN's networks, including the addition of Spanish-language telecasts on ESPN Deportes, as well as continued expansive coverage on ESPN+. Plus. So, good for USL. Also, in random news, Iron Maiden made a stop in both Indianapolis and Edmonton, and they played Indy 11 and FC Edmonton. Maybe there's, I don't know if it was like their actual team or just like ringers, but uh, they played scrimmages against them, which was pretty cool. Let's move into our segment, Keep Hope Alive. I think I need to change that uh, segment name because we're not hoping about anything anymore for the women. We won the World Cup. Um, hoping for the best of the guys, though. But, you know, I mean, I feel content with what the women have done. So, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, if that's what we get, the men being, you know, mediocre and the women always winning, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So anyway, moving on. Maybe next week I'll change the segment name. Let's talk about the women who beat Portugal 4-0 in Pennsylvania. Um, 
starting off the victory tour. Right. And this was, by the way, a record attendance for a women's game. So fantastic to see that uh, some of this this post-World Cup bump is uh, pretty good. Well, Portland will have their chance um, here in Allianz Field against, or not Portland, Portugal. Portland. The, por- <laughs> oh, the Portugal, the Portugal Timbals. Uh. Timbals. <laughs> what, what, what would the Portugal saw off after each of their goals? Because they don't have like a timber. Like, would they pour a little thing of port and drink it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Portugal will have their chance against an Allianz field against the U.S. women. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm just saying the U.S. women better win like 5 or 6 nil if they're playing in our stadium If after that result. Dobin Heath, uh, Morgan Bryan, Carly Lloyd, and Alexandra Long getting the, um, getting the goals in this game. And I am currently looking up Portugal food uh, at the moment because... Oh, grilled sardines. So maybe after each goal, the goal scorer goes and eats a sardine. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. (laughs) Don't you think? (laughs) Or they they just have a giant sardine can that they throw another person (laughs) in. Every every time they score, they turn the can opener one. (laughs) Oh, Also, Portugal also very passionate about the Iron Front. Let's move now to our segment, They Call It Football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. First of all, some sad news. Bury FC has been expelled from the Football League. I don't know if you've talked about it on the pod, but Bury, one of the founding members of the Football League, one of the oldest clubs in England, um... Hard time financially. There's a whole story about two successive owners who were basically worthless in the way that they managed the club. Um, No new owner found in time. And now they've been expelled from the football league, which basically means even if they were to find a new owner, uh, they would have to start from the very bottom of the pyramid. The other problem here is that now the club is worth practically nothing. And the, the current owner can start selling off assets. It's been rumored that he wanted to sell the land the stadium is on to developers because it's kind of plum real estate in the Liverpool area. So very sad stuff there. Uh, in better news, Bolton Wanderers were saved from the same fate as they were able to close a new ownership deal. So good for them. Let's talk about Premier League results. Southampton won. Manchester United won. What? Uh, after what was a good start for Manchester United, maybe maybe it was just a little misleading because they beat Chelsea 4-0 and Chelsea just sucks this year. So, oh, what is interesting is that the new young kid on the block, James, uh, David James, scores Daniel his, James, Daniel James, I'm sorry, scores his third goal um, for 21 years old, man. He's really making a name for himself. And now level, level on goals for Manchester United with Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> who headed to Inter Milan this week. Uh, good luck to him there. Chris Balling also, by the way, heading to, um, to Roma for Manchester United. So United offloading a couple of players. Uh, who scored for Southampton? I, uh, how you, I, I'm, I, I'm, I can't say his name. Yeah, both it, of you are just looking it, at it, the it, name. It is Janik Vessergaard? Yannick Vessergaard. Yannick Vessergaard. There you go. Okay. And Kevin Danso gets red in this game as well. I love games with red cards. So uh, Chelsea, speaking of Chelsea, you just mentioned Chelsea. They tied 2-2 with Sheffield United. I mean, I'm going to say it. I think Sheffield's better than Chelsea this year. I don't think they're going to get right, relegated. Or do you think Chelsea just plays badly against teams called United? <laughs> Maybe we should schedule them for our next friendly. So, uh, 
Everton playing Wolves. Everton getting the 3-2 result against Wolves here. Uh, this game, the first 12 minutes were explosives because there were three goals in the first 12 minutes. Uh, first, there's uh, Richardson. Richarlison. Richarlison in the fifth. Then Romain Sass-Sace. There's an umlaut over that. Uh, equalizes in the ninth. And Iwobi then gets Everton ahead in the 12th minute. It, that's a very exciting first 15 min- minutes of football. I hope nobody was getting, like, a hot dog or something. Or just drinking their beer. Because <laughs> in England, you got are literally just walking into the stadium. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jimenez uh, scored in the 75th minute to draw. And then Richarlison got the winner in the 80th minute. Again, a uh, red card to Billy Bobby. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not real. There is not a player called Willy Bali. Okay? He's Timo Puki's brother, man. <laughs> From another mother. What? <laughs> what is with na- names in EPL this, this year? Timo Puki, by the way, wasn't he like player of the week or something? So, speaking of which. Uh, anyway. Burnley played Liverpool. Liverpool getting the 3-0 win. Congratulations, Caleb. Uh, on that, Man City beating Brighton 4 0. And then North London Derby, Arsenal playing Tottenham Hotspur 2 2. So sad. It was. It also, uh, it was a game that was a uh, different story each half because Tottenham came out early and scored and they, they looked stronger in the first half. Conduzzi finally woke up. I don't, I don't think he was playing the first half. I mean, I'm not saying he started, but he didn't look like he was there. Shows up second half, uh, controls the tempo, gets a great long ball. And, uh, and gets Aubameyang that second goal that gets them equalizer. So, Tell me about how you feel about Mkhitaryan getting traded away, though. Uh, it's fine. I mean, yeah. he's... <laughs> right. Arsenal's defense and mid have always been uh, a, a, a very sore spot for Arsenal fans. And right now, I think we're better than last year. And I think Mkhitaryan will do better in Syria. I think it's better for both, both the team and himself. A very selfless mm-hmm. attitude. I like it. Yeah. I do. Um, let's let's move on to a segment that we call they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First up, uh, Serie A, where Cagliari fans disgrace themselves by cha- doing monkey chants at Romelu Lukaku. This is just the latest in a long line of racial incidents in Europe. Pretty horrible stuff and um, disgraceful. Hopefully, it it's. The last time we have to deal with this, it's not going to be. It's but not. no, they, um, they can't come out with a public statement that denounces it. But they don't. They don't punish people. And so you, until you, until you start punishing like the owners and like the players or the or or the forf- fans, the game is forfeit. Yeah. right away. You do um, that. Yeah, and it has to be said, Serie A has announced today a body with members from every club um, being created to address this. So. We'll see. But, I, I mean, honestly, I want to be excited for Serie A. I want to watch Serie A. I like some of the teams because, you know, Serie A, when I was growing up and starting to watch soccer, was the greatest league in the world in the 90s. Yep. And But this kind of stuff is just, it makes me not want to watch. It makes me not want to, like, put up with them, you know? It, it's sad stuff. But uh, we should quickly talk about uh, Napoli versus Juventus because this game was absolutely bonkers. Completely crazy. It was it was insane. Um, Juventus got three goals, and Napoli just looked disheartened. It, there was nothing like there. three nil up by the sixty second minute. Yeah, it's three two thirds or two thirds of the game's done. Yeah, winning three zero. You think it's done, but Napoli manages to tie it up with goals in the sixty sixth, sixty eighth, 
an 88th minute. And you just, I mean, if you're a Napoli fan at this point, Torino Derby, like, holy crap. It's incredible. Like, we, you know, you, you, you were about to think about leaving the stadium to beat the traffic and suddenly you're back and you see your hated rivals, uh, Maurizio Sarri, your former coach, uh, Gonzalo Higoin, your former player, uh, both there for Juventus. You kind of showed them who's boss. And then finally, Kalidou Kodabali in the 92nd minute. Oh, it was a great goal. Perfect yeah. strike right into the upper 90. And he goes up in the air, knocks the ball. Sadly, wrong goal. He scored in. And honestly, that is heartbreaking to see. Like, I'm not a fan of either team. And to see an own goal and then, like, after 90 minutes uh, to lose the game, you just got to gotta feel bad for those fans. That is just yeah. brutal. An old goal <laughs> after a team has come back three goals against Juventus, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, funny story about Juventus this week, which is that... Um, Maurizio Sarri, apparently Juve is really mad at Maurizio Sarri because he had pneumonia. He was going to apparently not be on the sidelines of this game. And he refused to stop smoking through his pneumonia. (laughs) Keep it going, Sarri. It's fine. It's good for my lungs. Oh, man. What a crazy, crazy guy. Uh, But... uh, as we mentioned before, Roma signed Henrik Mkhitaryan and Chris Smalling. Inter Milan signed Alexis Sanchez. They traded Mauro Riccardi to PSG. Romelu Lukaku also coming in for Inter. Hey, let's talk about Bundesliga, uh, where RB Leipzig find themselves at the top of the table after three games played, nine points. Uh, thanks to Bayern dropping uh, a game early on, and Bayern's in second place. This week, though, Union Berlin they of being in the Bundesliga for the first time beat Dortmund 3-1. It's, Dortmund fell asleep. They're like, oh, it's Union Berlin. They're nothing. Fell asleep. And uh, this is what happens. Either Sec- that or Axel Witzel, apparently the most important offensive defensive player because he was injured this week. He's the one who adds the caffeine to their like pregame <laughs> yeah. drink. And like he wasn't playing, so they didn't do that. Uh, second home game ever in the Bundesliga for Union Berlin, first Bundesliga win. Uh, Alcacer managed to equalize Union Berlin's very early goal. Uh, And at that point, everyone probably thought, ah, there we go. Dortmund coming back. It's going to be like 6-0 or 6-1 or whatever. Uh, Unfortunately, Union Berlin scored twice in the second half to guarantee the victory. Speaking of second half goals, Bayern came up against Mainz. Mainz scoring a very early goal in the sixth minute. Unfortunately, Byron coming back with five goals in the second half and one in the first half as well. Don't poke the bear. No, 6-1 to Bayern Munich. Oops. Uh, Borussia Mugladbach, tips Fedora, played RB Leipzig, lost 3-1 in this game. Uh, Timo Werner had a hat-trick here. Uh, Some transfer news, though, from Werner. Or Uh, lack thereof. Yeah, he was supposed to apparently leave on a free transfer next summer to Bayern Munich. They, they, there was an agreement and everything, but out of the blue, signed a contract extension with Leipzig, and he's staying in Leipzig. They were probably just like, yo, you know those sweet like uh, cans of Red Bull that you've been enjoying every day in the morning, hand-delivered to your house? Uh, no more if you go to Bayern. They'll just give you sausages, and so then that, that's how I see this happening in my head. You know, He was like, no, not my Red Bull. I can get sausages anywhere. So... Is that, is that how it happened? Um, sure not. That's the, how it happened. Maybe the, maybe the beer is better in Leipzig, you think? Maybe. The, uh, the Oktoberfest is in Bayern Munich. It was in Munich. So. I know, I know, I know. So that's not it. Uh, he likes being in the former East Germany? 
I, you know, that could be like, uh, never know. Anyway, uh, some two Bundesliga news because you're here, Shane, and you like VFB Stuttgart, who are in the two Bundesliga. Yeah, we, we won a game. Hey, uh, look at that. Let's, that's great. Who do you win against? Uh, Bauckham. Yeah, what happened a, in that game? It, it, uh, there's three goals. Okay. Stuttgart scored two of them. Um, I can't watch the games anymore. So I don't know what's happening. I just get to watch the, the updates. I think you should start a YouTube channel where you just talk about what you think happened in the Stuttgart games. Yeah, uh, Gomez, he didn't get subbed on. And it's weird to see Gomez in you know Bundesliga too. So right. I was surprised he stayed. That guy's never going to retire. Um, No, he won't. Liga news where PSG are surprised, top of the table. But actual surprise, Ren, OGC, Nice, and Angers are tied with them on points after four games played. Killer Navas... Signs for PSG, um, and uh, oops, Neymar might be staying at PSG. Awkward after all of his, I'm skipping training for shenanigans. So, I mean, he skipped training, so now he's just not going to games. Right, and Mauro Icardi is now coming in. So, yeah, but that's gonna be, they'll be fine without their three hundred million dollar man. Yeah, you know, all they have left is Mbappe, Cavani. Icardi, now they have Keller Navas in goal. So, you know, I think they'll be okay. I don't feel too bad for PSG, ever. I, I've never felt bad for PSG. There we go, yeah. Hey, let's talk about uh, La Liga and actually uh, some actual feeling bad because former Spain and Barcelona manager Luis Enrique, who recently quit the Spain job to take care of personal matters, um, those personal matters being brought to the public in the worst way possible because his nine-year-old daughter succumbed to bone cancer this week. Uh, very sad news. Uh, um, getting moments of silences across the uh, league, including at Real Madrid. Very sad stuff there. Some transfer news. Chicorito has moved from West Ham United to Sevilla, who sit in third place in La Liga, Athletic Bilbao, and second in Atletico Madrid in first after three games played via Real, tying Real Madrid 2-2. You'd think Barca would have taken advantage. They didn't. They tied Osasuna 2-2. Atletico Madrid, the only one of the three with a win, 3-2 against Ibar. Hey, let's talk about the Champions League. Well, Champions League draw was this week, and uh, last week, Ajax qualified, as well as uh, Club Bruges. Um, Brug, Club Brug. Club Brug. Oh, man, no, I've no. said it wrong my whole life. No one's no. ever actually said it to me, though. No, no, it's British. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm just, every time I see it, I'm like, Brug, B-R-U-G-G-E. So, anyway. Uh, that, so, so they made it, and the draw. Where'd they get into the draw? Uh, they actually got in the last group uh, with Chelsea and Valencia, and I'm I'm loving this because I would love to watch this Ajax just demolish Chelsea in group stage and have them not even get out. You also saw uh, Group E with Liverpool and Napoli ending up in the same group. And then um, in Group F, you had Barcelona, Inter Milan, and Borussia Dortmund being drawn with. Slavia Prague, one of those things is not like the other. And boy, did the Slavia Prague representatives react perfectly. Uh, nervous laughter, the cap- appropriate caption, I think, to the, to the hilarious video that you should go watch. Crying, laughing. They, they knew what they got. Yeah. They're just happy to be there. Yeah, that, that would, that's what my reaction would be. Like, if those were the three clubs I had to face, I'd be like, fuck. Well, might as well just show up and have fun. Yeah, I mean, their fans get to watch three of the biggest teams in Europe come and play in their stadium, which is pretty cool. I should also mention that uh, this um, this Champions League uh, draw is 
it's probably the group of death, right? Like with Barcelona, Inter Milan, and Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, d- definitely. And like, I think Inter Milan actually might be a really good team this year. So, yeah, I'm worried for Borussia Dortmund in that group. Well, you can go and look at the complete Champions League groups online. We won't read them all to you right now because it's time for us to get out of here. Where can the good people find the two of you on Twitter? I am at Shane Hodgson four. I think. With a D, right? Hudson? H-O-D-G-S-O-N. Yes. Okay. okay. I am at Pickup Line. You can find me at Lockstock Spock. You can find Caleb at Kaleson716. You can find Colin at The Attachment. We Call It Soccer is usually produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. Tell your friends to listen to We Call It Soccer. Please, we love having new listeners. And with that, we bid you goodbye for another seven days. See you next week. Just